Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition and another episode of the Everything Medicare podcast. I am your host, Christian Brindle, fresh out of freezing cold Utah in the Salt Lake County area. I'm not going to tell you exactly where I am because I know some people are just a little nutty. Um, not, not saying that you necessarily are. I know that it's about a 99.9% chance that you aren't. Um, it, today is Monday, January 7th, 2019. I hope everybody is having a great and happy new year. And I'm excited. I'm excited for this new year and everything that it's going to bring. But today I want to talk about something that's going to happen next year in 2020. And that's what's happening to the donut hole, the coverage gap. This is a topic that I've been wanting to start a discussion about for some time, folks. Um, and as you know, the Medicare, everything Medicare podcast, wherever you are and however you may be listening, this is a show where every single week I bring you a show where I to discuss your Medicare, your Medicaid, your Social Security, and everything that has to do with your retirement. The Donut Hole, for those of you who don't know, is a program that was implemented by the Bush administration in 2005 or 6 by my Medicare. Medicare book, um, Medicare guidance, if you haven't already, where I go into more detail about, you know, exactly how it got, got placed into effect. But essentially, the donut hole is a government program, folks. And if you've been on Medicare for any extent amount of time and you've taken any significant amount or number of prescriptions, you know what the donut hole is. Some people call it the donut hole. Some people call it the coverage gap. It's two different names for the same thing. Medicare is notorious for having multiple names for each, you know, asset or aspect of Medicare, you know, or product that goes with Medicare. If you on Medicare. You have to understand, folks, if you've been on Medicare for an extended amount of time, you know about the donut or the coverage gap is what I'm trying to say. Essentially what it is, folks, is it's a government program implemented into all Medicare plans that have drug coverage, whether it's a prescription drug plan or a PDP for short, whether it's a Medicare Advantage plan with prescriptions included. It's one of those things that the government requires each of these programs has and the numbers be the same on it. So what it is, folks, is it it, it, it puts into play, and I've talked about this in episodes passed, but it puts into effect a couple different stages of drug coverage. So you have the initial stage. I'm not going to talk about the deductible stage. I don't want anyone being, you know, telling me I forgot the deductible stage. I'm not even going to talk about it on this because I've talked about it in past episodes where I break down prescription drug plans as a whole. I'm just talking about the donut hole right now today. You have the initial coverage stage, which basically means, you know, you pay your copay and that's it. You know, the insurance pays the rest. So hypothetically speaking, let's say you have a situation where you have a $200 a month prescription. And from that $200 a month prescription, you pay $30 copay and the insurance company pays the rest of the $170 of the prescription. That's pretty standard and that's pretty common, you know, um, 
Now, the, what the donut hole says is once you hit a certain amount as far as what you pay um, and the insurance company pays, so once the total cost of your prescriptions equals a certain amount, then you enter something called the donut hole. Now, this amount fluctuates from year to year. Um, it's usually around you know, 3800 to 4000 but, you know, it changes every year. So depending on when you're listening to this, it could be different. I'm not going to really get into the numbers on it because it could be different depending on the year you're listening. Um, essentially, folks, the donut hole is a program that once you hit that certain amount, whatever it is, given the certain year you might be listening to it, this on, your coverage gets reduced and you end up paying a much higher percentage of your medications than you ever have before and your costs go up. Now, these costs used to be well over, you know, 65%, you know, for generics and 35 to 45% of brand names. And it's not quite that high any longer. It's gotten better, but it affects a lot of people in a negative way. And there's going to be a big change coming to the donut hole in 2020. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Stick with me into segment two, and I'll talk about exactly what to expect for 2020 with the donut hole coverage gap. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody. Segment two. We are jumping into part two of the Everything Medicare podcast. It's January 7th on a Monday where every single week I bring you a podcast where I talk about your Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, and everything that has to do with your retirement. We're talking about the donut hole, also known as the coverage gap, and kind of how it works. So in part one, we talked about basically the the what to expect with the coverage gap. And you know, if you've been on Medicare for a while, you know about this. Your, the total cost of your prescriptions, meaning that what you pay combined with what the insurance company pays equals a certain amount. You enter the coverage gap. What you end up paying goes up um, unless you hit something called catastrophic coverage before the end of the year. This resets at the end of each calendar year. Here's the big change. And I've talked about this before. In 2020, we've been told that the donut hole it was, will be going away because it affects so many people. It causes so many people on Medicare to end up paying thousands of dollars out of pocket for prescriptions. You know, people that need these prescriptions, some people, you know, really are hurting financially because of all the money they pay out for the prescriptions. And, you know, I've talked about in episodes past ways to count, counteract this and lower these prescription costs. But for some people, no matter what you do, it hurts, you know, the amount of money you're paying out. So I, for one, am, you know... Um, Optimistic is the word I want to use for the donut hole going away. But here's the thing. It's going away in 2020. We don't know yet what they're going to be replacing it with. We don't know if it's going to be better. We don't know if it's going to be worse. I'm hoping that it will be better. But if it's better, it could cause all the premiums to go up. Because what the donut hole does, folks, is it protects the insurance company. If you're taking a lot of expensive prescriptions and the cost you pay goes up while you're in the donut hole, that means the cost the insurance company pays goes down. So it's a program that protects the insurance company from forking out a lot of money. It's a similar concept to Obamacare. When Obamacare came into the market, they had to take everyone without health questions. Not saying that was a bad thing, but it had consequences because it caused the premiums to raise for everyone. And that's why you have such high premiums. Um, and the subsidies combat, combat that, but that's the government stepping in and throwing money at it to where they're tremendously 
um, in the red for that, I should point out. So for every action, there's a reaction. So if it's improved, we don't really know what to expect. It could be that it could cause all the premiums to skyrocket for every type of plan. We don't really know. I'm not saying I have any inside information that's necessarily saying that's just what's going to happen. What I'm saying is it's a possibility. Think about it. Similar things have happened with similar types of industries and products in the insurance world, especially with Obamacare as a great example. Not necessarily the same situation, but I see the similarities. The Donut Hole has been a program that's been around for 12, 13 years now. And it's been a program that's affected people in a negative way. So I can't say that it's necessarily going to be a bad thing going away. What I'm saying is we don't know. It could be good. It could be bad in some aspects. And that's what people need to understand. Stay on guard until we know more information. I will bring it to you as soon as I do know. But chances are, folks, even if I do find out, early this year, I probably won't be able to disclose that to you until October 1st, because that's just the way this stuff goes, folks. The government doesn't want information coming out to the public earlier than October 1st, typically, that affects the next year. And they have strong rules and regulations that prevent us from sharing that information. So we'll see. I mean, if I find out information that I'm able to share, I will share it with you. If they make me wait till October 1st. I'll wait till October 1st. But I'm being honest with you. I really don't know what it's going to look like to this point. Neither does anyone else. We're just going to have to wait and see. Stay with me into segment three where we will continue this topic. I think it's really, really important and something we had to talk about. Stay with me and we will finish up this conversation. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Everything Medicare Podcast, and I'm Christian Brindle, your host. In conclusion, we don't know. I mean, I've heard a lot of people be enthusiastic by the news, you know, and this has been public for a couple of years now that the donut hole would be going away. We don't know exactly what it's going to look like yet. So my message to you is to keep your guard up, and expect some negative aspects of this to be implemented. Because like I said, for every action, there's a reaction. If the insurance company ends up paying more in some area, they're going to lower benefits or raise costs that you pay in other areas. Insurance companies are not dumb, folks. They know what they're doing and they know how to remain profitable. If you enjoy our podcast that we bring to you every single week, do me a big favor. Whatever platform you might be listening to us on, we we bring you this podcast on about 15 different platforms at this time. Leave us a review if the platform you're listening to us on allows you to. It helps us out a tremendous deal, and it means a lot to me. Um, If you want to know more about Medicare, if you want to make an informed decision, I really encourage you folks to... Head over to Amazon and pick up a copy of my book that I published called Medicare Guidance Picking the Plan for You, where I basically break down the basics of picking a Medicare plan, the basics of the different types of programs that are out there, 
And I think it's a great help to a lot of people. And I promise you, I very much truly believe this, that if you can get through this book, it's a 50-page book, big font, it's easy to read, not a lot of fluff, it goes over a chapter on every type of Medicare that you need to know about, you'll know more about 90% of all of your friends, family, you'll know more about Medicare than all of them. You'll probably know more about Medicare than your own broker. How do you like that? Um, It's on Amazon right now for $5.50. For that price, we're practically giving it away. And it's the lowest possible price they'd allow me to charge for it. And the way I look at it, folks, is it's a $5 investment, probably $10 with shipping and handling. For $10, you could potentially save yourself thousands to tens of thousands of dollars over the years in picking the wrong plan on premiums and co-pays and co-insurances that you'd be paying out. It's worth it. It's a no-brainer. I encourage you to do it. And knowledge is power. And if you know what you're doing, you're going to make a better decision. It's important to understand what your options are. And a majority of the industry, in my opinion, has a vested interest in making sure you only understand what they want you to understand. And I want you to understand everything. If you are on social media, follow us on your favorite social media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Tumblr, um, however you like to socialize. On, on Facebook, search us for Christian Brindle Insurance Services. That is my company here in Utah. We're part of a larger company called Brindle Insurance Group. We're family owned and have, over, have close to 30 years of experience as an organization working with people on Medicare. Um, if you are looking for someone to work with you on Medicare, and you just don't feel like you're on the right plan for you, you don't typically feel like your agent has your best interest in mind, or let's say you don't have an agent and you'd like one, or maybe even you're turning 65 and don't know what to do. Call my office if you live in Utah, Idaho, or Florida. Those are the three states that we're able to work with you on and we're licensed to work with you in. Um, Our office number is 801-255-5340, 801-255-5340, and ask for me, Christian Brindle. I'm always happy to talk with you. And if I can help you, I'll tell you so. If I can't help you, I'll also tell you so. Folks, I really appreciate you listening. It means a tremendous amount to me. You're fantastic. I hope you have a great week, and I hope your winter is going great. I hope your New Year is going great. And I feel optimistic about 2019, not just for me, but for all of you. Thank you, and I will talk with you soon.